Detecting more trouble in Sector 9. No doubt it's the work of that nefarious criminal, the sworn enemy of the Galactic Alliance, the evil Emperor Zerg. Now is the time, now is the best time, now is the best time of your life. Attention, please. Eastern Airlines Flight 19, your holiday cruise to the emerald beauty of a Puerto Rican rainforest, now ready for departure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, as you can see, we'll be on the ground soon. Everything's all right now, but uh, that was a close call. Actually, the chances are a million to one against meeting another emergency like that. So please fly with us another time. Enough explaining. Hit the switch, baby. We're almost ready to go. Just a few last-minute details. You know, this thing looked a lot safer in the blueprints, bud. It's perfectly safe. You have absolutely nothing to worry about. Raising neutrino shield. W. Welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 403 for the week of April 26th, 2015. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, my trivia books, audio tours, and lots more. Whether you are planning your first visit to Walt Disney World or you've been there hundreds of times, I'm going to share everything from vacation planning tips to interviews, history, details, secrets, and stories. If you're a new listener, please go back, check out some of the past episodes. You can find the show and subscribe over on iTunes or visit www.radio.com. So Disney's Polynesian Village Resort has been reimagined and expanded with not just new Disney Vacation Club suites and bungalows, but with a new South Pacific styling and Polynesian theming, new dining and recreational activities, and in true Disney tradition, wonderful details and stories. And this week, I'm coming to you from the Trader Sam's Lanai at the Polynesian Village, and I'll share all that's new, including the decor, rooms, activities, and of course, dining. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show as I'll have announcements including upcoming Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World and lots more, including your voicemails. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. More than seven years ago, I set out to create something I wanted to share with you, and this week, I'm putting the final piece of the puzzle in place. As I've said in the past, my goal with the show, and really my first Walt Disney World trivia book that I set out to write in 2003, and everything I've done since then, has been to help you enhance your enjoyment and appreciation of Walt Disney World. I wanted to provide you valuable, fun, and entertaining content in as many different formats as possible from print to blog, forums to podcast, and live broadcasts to special events. And one of the things I've enjoyed most has been able to take people through the parks in person 
sharing with them the history, stories, hidden details, overlooked experiences, and fun surprises, and then getting to see in their eyes, in their smiles, as they widen, as they learn new things that make their appreciation for the park grow. And when I hear that they've passed on what they've learned to others, well, that just makes me smile in return. But I obviously couldn't take everybody that I wanted to through the parks with me. Or could I? And that's where the idea for my audio tours of Walt Disney World were born. I wanted to create something that would make you feel as though I was walking through the parks with you, sharing the stories and pointing out things you might not have seen or heard or, yes, even tasted along the way. So in 2008, I started researching and writing my very first audio guide and realized that in order to share as much as possible, I couldn't even try and cover an entire park in a single guide. So I decided to break them up land by land. And I spent countless hours researching and writing and wandering up and down Main Street USA and found that I had nearly written a book about that single land in the Magic Kingdom. I turned that land into a script and pared that script down to 80 minutes so it could fit on a physical CD. But rather than just talk to you about Main Street USA, I wanted you to feel like you were there with me. So I spent even more days than I can remember recording every sound from the Dapper Dans to the horse-drawn trolleys, the train whistles, and even just the people walking by, all in dimensional binaural audio. So if I was talking about the train station, you would hear the sounds of the train station as if we were standing there together. And later in 2008, the Main Street USA audio tour of Walt Disney World was born. And from there, I continued on through Adventureland, Fantasyland, Mickey's Toontown Fair, may you rest in peace, Frontierland, and Liberty Square. And now, I finally have the last piece of the puzzle in place, as I am so excited to announce the release of the final land in the Magic Kingdom, Tomorrowland. And together, we're going to explore its origins, how Tomorrowland has changed throughout the years, and take a very close look at the history and the stories, the details, the sights and the sounds of current and extinct attractions and shows. And you'll hear it as if you're in Tomorrowland while you're listening. You'll hear the background sounds and, and so much more to make you feel like you're there or maybe even in Tomorrowland of the past. You can listen to it to let the guide transport you to the parks or listen while you're in the Magic Kingdom to follow along and experience what you hear in the guide firsthand. But this time, I'm doing things a little differently. Because one of the frustrating aspects for me of creating the guides was that I was limited by the length of the CD because I wanted to offer the tours as both digital downloads as well as physical CDs. Now in later guides, I started to make the digital version longer than the abridged CD version, but I still felt as though I had to leave too much out. That's not the case with Tomorrowland. In fact, Tomorrowland is far and away the longest, most thorough of all the audio tours and is nearly two hours long. And for the first and only time, it's available on two CDs instead of one. And there are a few other differences to this launch as well. The CD is only going to be available as a limited edition signed two CD set. I'm only producing 500 copies of the CD and that's it and selling them directly only from the www.radio.com site. But wait, there's something else. The Tomorrowland Audio Tour is launching on Wednesday, April 29th 
at 7.30 p.m. Eastern during my weekly live video broadcast on www.radiolive.com. And I want to invite you to watch during our live launch party and be one of the first to get your copy. And if you purchase your copy, digital or CD, from www.radio.com in the first 24 hours after the launch on April 29th, you're going to be entered to win a contest that I'm holding to celebrate the release. Because I said that the goal was to make you feel as though that I was taking you on a personal tour of the Magic Kingdom, and that's what I want to do. Everyone who purchases the digital or CD version from www.radio.com, not iTunes or Amazon, where it's also available, everyone who purchases it from www.radio.com is going to be entered to win a four-hour personal tour of the Magic Kingdom with me on one of your upcoming Walt Disney World vacations for you and up to three guests. I'm going to take you through all the lands, not just Tomorrowland, and we'll talk about the details, hidden treasures, stories, changes, the overlooked experiences, and we're going to share stories, trivia, and lots more. So to learn more and to order your Tomorrowland audio tour, as well as any of the other audio guides in the series, you can now visit www.radio.com slash Tomorrowland. And if you don't mind, I would really appreciate it if you could help spread the word Tell your friends, share the link and images on Facebook, tweet out about the guide with the link, and also please go and review the guide on Amazon and or iTunes. If you have the physical CD, I'd love for you to take a photo of you and the CD, share it on Twitter and tag me at Lumangelo or on Facebook when you do. You're going to find easy links on the Tomorrowland page at www.radio.com slash Tomorrowland to review the tour as well as easily tweet out a link. Thank you so, so very much. I am really, really excited to see this final piece of the puzzle get put into place. And if you have some of the other audio tours, I hope you are as well. Thank you again. And I hope that every day for you is a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. with Polynesia, one of two things could happen. Either the tiki gods will squeeze you, according to the old enchanted tiki room, or you could make one of Walt Disney World's original resorts even more special. And in case you can't tell, by the wonderful music and the sound of the waterfall and the cool breeze, not that you can feel the cool breeze, but trust me, there's a cool breeze outside. I am sitting outside on the uh, lanai at Trader's Hams here at the all new Disney's Polynesian Villas and Bungalows. And uh, in light of the recent updates and changes and additions and refurbishments, I thought it best that we come here and actually talk about some of the things that have really enhanced this original resort. And speaking of enhancing the show, I wanted to bring on a, uh, a friend once again who was there with me uh, a few weeks ago as we got a, a little special tour and is back with me tonight here at Trader Sam's to. Uh, to discuss, meet, eat, and drink, of course. And she is Susanna from Xanaland.com. Welcome back. Thank you, Lou. It's a pleasure to be here, as always, in this lovely environment that you described so nicely. It's probably an awful job, but I feel like we should be saying aloha instead of... Uh, oh, right. Aloha. 
Well, and you know what? So I, I didn't sort of mean to start this way, but I, I will tell you something. Having been to Hawaii before and having been to Alani before, like that really is the feeling that I get when I came here, especially the first time. I know when people, uh, so not everybody likes change, right? We're all nostalgics. We love the original lobby. We love the waterfall. We love the, the, the lava rock sculptures. But as soon as I walked into the lobby for the first time, which has undergone a, a pretty massive change in the great ceremonial house, the first thing that I got was that sense that when I walked into Alani, very wide open, very Hawaiian, very Polynesian feel, as opposed to, you know, a Disney version of a Polynesian resort. I felt this is sort of a, a Polynesian resort with a little bit of Disney magic sprinkled on top. And I've heard that too. I have not been to Alani, but I've heard that it's very reminiscent of that. And certainly, I loved the waterfall like many people did, but I do like the new lobby as far as the lanterns go and the open feeling that you get. I think it is a great um, upgrade, in a sense, um, to bring the resort into modern times and still have an authentic feel to it. You're not, you don't feel like you're stuck in the 70s anymore. <laughs> right, and that's sort of what, you know, look... The Polynesian, when it opened, it had a very 70s feel. Actually, really, it sort of, it really kind of had more of that kitschy 60s feel, right? The Polynesian tiki culture was very hot, and that's sort of what Disney wanted to build on. And I think this is really more of a marriage of authentic Polynesian culture and maybe sort of, you know, as we, we've been in, inside Trader Sam's before, it almost has more of a, you know, a 30s type feel to it, a much older feel than, than, um, Sort of that, that campy 60s feel. Right. They've made it like timeless and classic as opposed to, oh, this really, how long has this been here kind of thing. Um, and I think it's great. And you do feel like we are lucky to have the, the climate that we have here in central Florida. Um, you could feel like you're actually in a Polynesian island resort now. I think with all of the different um, updates and places to look and things to see, it's really like a total escape. And I think, you know, we're talking about the, the changes and the updates. I think Disney has also done a really good job of keeping it authentic to what it was like when it first opened, right? It's not a completely new resort, but it really is a refreshing. And it's been open just about a month. It's sort of officially opened on April 1st. And this kind of is the first phase of some changes that have gone on, not just to the longhouses and the ceremonial house, but even in terms of dining entertainment, right? We are, we're sitting outside, there's live entertainment, and I could do this all night long. Like, I could sit here forever, and as a local, like, this is really one of the wonderful things that you could come here with friends and have a drink and have an appetizer and just enjoy the resort itself. Definitely, and I think that's one of the, you know, upgraded spaces that they've done is more outdoor space. Before, I would come to the Polynesian, and yeah, I would just hang out in the lobby and listen to the waterfall but now you can do that and be outside and you have a greater experience because of that in my opinion um i love that they've added more spaces more little dining options more places to snack and really just relax and escape the you know hustle and bustle of the parks i think it's a great addition all over yeah and obviously when people originally been talking about the the changes to the resort the the first thing that comes to mind probably is the quote-unquote resort itself right because not only has the resort uh, grown in, in terms of what is available in terms of amenities, but also grown in terms of the availability of different types of room, right? Because now it is, again, it's the Polynesian village. It's that, it's that throwback to the old name. But it's also the villas and bungalows because now it is the latest addition in the, uh, in the Disney Vacation Club suite um, 
but they also add not just studio rooms, but we'll have to obviously talk about the bungalows <laughs> at, at length as well. Yes, uh, they are pretty amazing. And like I was saying, they're definitely not in a time warp of any sort. You're like with the latest state of the art uh, amenities in there. And it is like you're on an island in Fiji, your own little private bungalow. They're amazing. As we're pleasantly interrupted by the delivery of our, uh, our oh-so-awesome uh, and very attractive-looking drinks. And you can tell what we do because the first thing Susanna does is, don't touch your drink, I need to take a picture of it. I'm going to take an action shot, actually, with your little iPad. <laughs> These are very beautiful. I'm glad we're here in the daytime so we can see how pretty they are. I've got flowers in mine. I have uh, I have some sort of it's I have a floral <laughs> thing too. We don't you know we should have asked them to keep our menu because I have, this is called a flaming a Tahitian, Tahitian flaming torch a fl- torch a t- Tahitian torch. And I don't remember what mine is at all. <laughs> and crushed. you don't remember it, and not that you've drank anything already, but you just don't remember <laughs> what it is that you ordered because and we'll we'll have them come back with a menu. We ordered some food and drinks as well, but we're getting ahead of ourselves, right? Let's sort of go back a little bit yeah. to um, you know. A, the, the changes to just on the surface, right? You walk into the lobby, and not only do you have this beautiful chandelier, but sort of this very sort of welcoming uh, tiki statue. It's wide open. There's places to. Uh, sit. I think you know, if you look back at old pictures, the original lobby was um, it was a little dark, right? It was a little crowded. There wasn't a lot of places to sit, um, and that really is what we were talking about before, from the kids area outside to seating areas and the pineapple and I and and this deck out here there's a lot more places to just enjoy throughout the resort right you aren't you know the focal point is not the waterfall anymore there's still a focal point because you got the cute little tiki guy in there but you are being drawn out through you know this great ceremonial house into the rest of the resort and now there are things to look at and experience and little nooks and crannies to discover um that everyone can enjoy because now they put tables and chairs and water features and can bring you drinks and it's a great experience. All right, so let's talk about the the resort itself. Uh, There are 360 deluxe studio accommodations. Those those are going to open in phases throughout the summer of uh, 2015 and there's 20 overwater bungalows and, and really sort of delivering that spirit of the South Pacific with a little bit of, like like I said, a little bit of Disney magic sprinkled uh, on top. The deluxe studios sleep up to five guests. The bungalows sleep up to eight guests. And if I have my longhouses correctly, uh, I think it's Tokelau, Maria, and the Pago Pago longhouses were converted into rooms for the Disney Vacation Club, although I would be remiss to say you do not need to be a Disney Vacation Club member in order to stay there. If the rooms are available... Anybody can rent those, not with points, but with cash and or credit. Um, the uh, the studios, again, started opening in on April 1st, and they have a queen-size bed, a queen-size sleeper sofa, and a pull-down bunk bed under the TV, which is very cool. There's also a kitchenette, a private porch or balcony, and the, the touches inside the, the rooms are really what sort of impressed me because it is not sort of your... your mother and father's orange and reds and and burnt browns that were sort of the hallmark of the original Polynesian. Yeah, definitely. There's uh, warm wood tones. There's wood carvings. I'm looking at pictures that I took while I was there uh, a few weeks ago. The tile work in the bathrooms, everything is just so relaxing, and yet it 
it fits right in. You feel like you're in Polynesia and um, the, the windows in the bathroom are like my favorite thing. <laughs> I'm looking at them right now. Sorry. You can see down into the water and you don't think like, oh, I'm in Walt Disney World and this is Bay Lake that I'm looking at or whatever. You feel like you're in a Polynesian island. I know I keep saying that, but it's true. And they really have done an amazing job. And it's relaxing. I mean, you just want to stay there. And I think I said this um, when I wrote about it. My problem would be I wouldn't want to leave the bungalow to go anywhere. I'd be like, what rides? I just want to stay there because it's so relaxing and comfortable. And you just have everything you need at your fingertips. Well, the thing that I like that they did about the Deluxe Studios, which reminded me uh, sort of of the cruise line, is they have the split bath where they've got the one bedroom with the walk-in shower and sink and the other bathroom has a tub shower combination, the uh, the toilet and sink. So if you have five people, multiple people can get ready at the same time as opposed to sort of all trying to cram into that single space. But I think really the um, the hallmark and the crown jewel of this resort are the bungalows. There's these 20 two-bedroom, two-bath, over-water bungalows right on the Seven Seas Lagoon. We talked a little bit about that that artwork, and it, it very much is that, that mid-century modern style. There's tropical lanterns. There's special artwork on the wall. There's a lot of Disney touches in there as well, if you look very carefully. Um, even just uh, some of the statues and, and some of the other decorations on there. It's very modern, but it still has a very warm and comfortable, very home-like feel to it. Yeah, I think that's definitely the the design choices they've made um, with you know the wood tones. There's different wood tones that look very homey and warm, um, and yet in the master bathroom in the bungalows, you've got a TV behind the mirror. So it's just, and you've got jets in the tub, so you can have a relaxing spa experience there. So it really, really is the best of both worlds there. They've done mixing um, technology and design to make it a perfect spot to escape. And it has a sort of a sort of shotgun-like feel where the master bedroom's on one side as you walk in, the, the second bedroom's on, the, on the, the other side. And as you walk into the living room, there's also a queen sleeper sofa. That's actually where I would want to stay, the queen sleeper sofa, so you can look out over the water. And you've got the, uh, the full kitchen right there, and obviously all the dinnerware and coffee maker and the pots and pans and microwave. I mean, you, it looks like a full kitchen. What I really like, Zana, is the big table in the middle. Yeah. It's not a small four-person table. You can fit six or eight people there. So you could, if, whether you have a larger family or you bring friends over or you share it or you have a, you know, a small party there, it very much gave me a very home-like feel as opposed to I was in a, um, in a, in a hotel room. Right. It doesn't feel like, oh, they just stuck a kitchen over in this corner. It feels like it belongs there. And, you know, like you said, you can have people over and you can just really relax and enjoy and feel like you are at an actual home and with all of the luxuries that you have at home. Although you have to sort of slow yourself down to make sure you open the door because as soon as you walk in, you're going to want to go outside onto the deck <laughs> because the uh, there's a private deck. Every bungalow has its own private deck and it runs the full width of the bungalows. And I love like sort of that that bamboo furniture and that hanging sort of swinging chair and there's speakers outside because obviously when Wishes is playing across the way, they pump the music in right onto uh, your balcony as well. Oh, and he just brought over food. <laughs> and I was good. I, I surprisingly didn't order everything off the menu, although we came pretty close. Thank you. That looks awesome. Um, yeah, so... 
<laughs> we'll, we'll get to the food. Let's just slightly distracted at this point. I know between the food and the photos and the music in the background. Um, but yeah, I just want to finish talking about the the bungalows just a little bit because the back deck really is what's impressive. And obviously, there's a plunge pool there. It looks like it's almost a hot tub. It's a very small pool, but it's I mean, it, it, it's simple little things like notice the details on the handrails how they look uh, it it very much is themed to the resort and as you look over the seven seas lagoon and you look out to the train station and cinderella castle across the way and you imagine wishes at night i think you're right and i when i was when i was here and we got a little tour i said to um i said to the the head of disney vacation club as i was interviewing i said you've got two problems with this resort and he looked at me like what did we do wrong i said it's very simple to your point, I said, how are you going to get people out of this resort and into the parks? Because you're, and I think that's the idea. Yeah. The Disney Vacation Club is meant to be home away from home. You're sort of meant to get that feel of an escape. And I can see coming to the Polynesian, and look, even as locals, we live five minutes away. I could see doing a staycation here and never leaving the resort, right? We're sitting outside by the pool, but if you went to one of those bungalows, you do feel like you wouldn't have to leave. Yeah, exactly. And we know people, locals that are planning on, you know, having birthday parties there and all sorts of things like that. And that's a great way to get to experience it. Is by going to somebody else's birthday. while Exactly, yes. And that's the best way for us to experience um, But no, seriously, it, it's a great option if, you know, if you can afford it. It is pricey, but it's an experience that you really, it's its un- incomparable to the rest of the park, uh, the rest of the resort. And all the things you described, I mean, yeah, I would just want to sit out there and stare at the water and look at the castle and, and the plunge pool to go back to that for one second. It's like perfect if you think about it, because sometimes you get back from the resort, the parks, and you don't want to like, oh, let me go change into my suit and run over to the pool where there's 8 million people slightly less than 8 million people. Um, but you have your own thing. You can just plunge in, cool off, and then, you know, go back inside and, and make some dinner and watch the fireworks. It's an amazing experience. Yeah, and as like all the other um, Disney Vacation Club resorts, there's also a um, these magic boxes called a washer and dryer. I don't know how those actually work, but from what I understand, you put clothes in and they come out clean. I saw those there, but I didn't really want to get too close. So <laughs> It's like the oven. I don't know how it works, but yummy food just comes out of it. I leave that to the experts. I, I take care of eating. They take care of cooking. Um, and speaking of which, you know, I think we need to do a full-blown live restaurant review of Trader Sam's Inside and Out. But I will tell you that we got we got many of the things in the menu. Yeah, we've got um, sushi. We've got the uh, the pork tacos, the tuna poke with sriracha, and um, dumplings. Those are. Oh, those are okay. Yeah, I know that your dumplings are all over here by me. <laughs> Keep your hands and feet away from my mouth. Um, rather than turn this into a live review, because I want to make sure we give it its full due, uh, let's take a break. We'll put on our stretchy pants. We'll eat this, and then we'll come back and talk more about the dining and the entertainment and the amenities and then um, some of the other I'm so excited I can't even speak (laughs) we just enjoyed our dinner so much that we literally don't remember where we were I know we were talking about the studios and the bungalows and again you can rent them you, you can use your Disney Vacation Club points or you can also pay cash for them as well and the studios range anywhere from about 16 points per night up to 42, and that's really during premiere season, which is, you know, weekends during the holidays. 
The Bungalows are going to run, they're going to start at 115 points a night and go up to as much as 227 points a night. And again, those are for the uh, the, the holiday time uh, as well. But the thing is, too, Zen, if you're, if you're splitting it among eight people and you sort of break the numbers down, you know, we were talking about the, the, the cash amounts and it could be, you know, more than $2,000 a night during for a bungalow during the, the holiday time. If you do split it up between two families and things like that, it actually doesn't work out to be maybe as, as much as it seems. Right. And, and there are certainly people that come here that they're okay with that and they are willing to spend that amount. But if not, yes, you need to either save and do that or come here with friends and, and split it up. Um, but yes, it definitely is a luxury experience as far as price goes. We need to make different friends. We need to <laughs> find friends who are Disney Vacation Club uh, members so we can come and stay. But let's get to, listen, this is all well and good, but let's get to the really important things about the Polynesian villas, villas, villas and village villas and bungalows is the dining right and certain things haven't changed ohana with the best friend breakfast with lilo and stitch and that hawaiian style feast dinner if you leave ohana's hungry you're doing it wrong like it's just endless skewers of meat and i actually love the lo mein and the vegetables um the spirit of aloha show has been here seemingly for forever and it is that 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 traditional Polynesian luau when there's dancing and again all you can eat family style feast. They use feast a lot in terms when they talk about the yeah. food here. I think it has a reputation for lots of feasting on, on Hawaii and Polynesia in general, I guess. So they take full advantage of that here. Have you ever done Spirit of Aloha? I have. It's been a while. I think my oldest was five or six maybe the last time we went. He's 16 now, so I need to go back and experience any changes or anything like that. But yeah, We should get like a little group together and do Spirit of Aloha. We should do that for research purposes. Absolutely. For the good of the people. Uh, Kona Cafe, usually when you hear it, you think Tonga Toast, you think breakfast. It's also open for lunch and dinner. And I think that's one of the hidden gems because not only do they have a great sushi menu there, but the steak there is phenomenal as well. Yeah, that's really one of my go-to places as a local. I know that most of the time I can walk in there. If not, I can pull up the uh, Disney, my Disney Experience app and get a reservation in, within a half an hour or something like that. Um, yeah, the f- I've never had bad food there. It's fun to try, you know, different things that are not, you know, your typical counter service or anything like that. Um, I love it there. It's one of my favorites. Macadamia nut pancakes the Samoa for breakfast, the press pot Kona coffee, and then at dinner, the Hawaiian bread with the sweet... Bo- oh, yeah. forget it, man. I, I know. Can... it's And they have, like, these noodle dishes. And that's where I tried tuna for the first time, the seared tuna, after your recommendation. So. And now look at you. I tried to I eat know. some of the tuna out of your plate, and it, you tried to stick me with your <laughs> chopstick. Uh, um, the Tambu Lounge is upstairs by Ohana. It's, it's, it's a little bit smaller now because they do use that as a much-needed waiting area. But we are outside at really at what I think people have been talking about. And based on our experiences, it's what people are going to continue to talk about. Because Trader, Trader Sam's Grog Grotto has sort of those, if you've heard of Trader Sam's, if you've ever been to the one out in Disneyland, they've got these specially handcrafted crafted tiki cocktails, but it really is all about the environment. And I think we should really, like I said, do a show specifically about Trader Sam's because it has a very different feel than the Disneyland sort of 60s version. This is sort of a very kind of 30s, 40-ish adventurous version, very well ties into Adventureland across uh, the lake. 
but there's great details, there's great stories, there are effect. I mean, it really is sort of a show that goes on when you eat and or drink inside. Yeah, and I was, I'm not a huge drinker. I drink on occasions like this when we're celebrating or having fun, um, but I'm not like a typical bar goer. I don't, you know, do Disney bar crawls or anything like that. So I wasn't like super excited about Trader Sam's, like, oh my gosh, I have to go. But when we went there, I loved it and I didn't want to leave. The environment was just so relaxing and fun and it wasn't too over the top we were like all right you know enough of the show it fit in perfectly and you you instantly felt a connection with the bartenders and the servers and it was great and there's a lot of neat things i like about it first of all you said it before and and it not in the way it's it literally is like a hole in the wall and what you mean by that is as you're walking by where the old arcade used to be, if you sort of be walking past Captain Cook's, walking out to the marina or the pool, there really is a very nondescript doorway with this um, sort of wooden sign that just sort of talks about Trader Sam's garage. There's no windows. There's no windows, no doors. You don't know what's going on inside. And as soon as that door opens and you step through that portal, it is a very different experience that, that like everything else, is so deeply layered in story. And we're out, we're sitting outside at Trader Sam's on Lanai, and the menu has, a, a, a themed menu, has the entire story of who Trader Sam's is and how the Gras Grotto got its name and the references to Trader Sam from the Jungle Cruise. And I, and I love that. And I think that they said there's like 1,200 artifacts inside. Some come to life, depending on what drink you order, the cast members very much get involved as performers uh, to a certain degree. And we were talking about it when we came for the preview, and when it was in soft openings, the lines were literally hours long. We said, well, this is great, but unfortunately as locals, we're never going to be able to just sort of walk over here and enjoy it. We stand corrected. We are locals. Tonight we came here to enjoy it, and I will tell you something. It's, what, 7 o'clock on a Monday evening, we are sitting outside on a blanket. It is like a perfect Florida night. If the weather was like this every day, everybody would move to Florida because there's no humidity. There's a nice breeze. Tiny bubbles is playing in the background. They just had Hawaii 5.0 music, right? But you have access to the full menu, including a cocktail you can only get outside on Lanai, which you had, and the full appetizer menu. So let's start off drinks first. There's one, two, three, four, five. There's probably... 15, almost maybe 20 different drinks that you can get, all themed, all have a story, and there's probably seven or eight different themed souvenir mugs that are really going to become, if they're not already, collectibles. Yes, and that's where they get you, at least me, (laughs) because I like to collect things that are fun like this, and you know, you see the little mugs and you're like, it's so cute, I want to collect them all. And you find out, like our server was telling us that you know, the zombie, shrunken zombie head drink, which comes in a zombie head that you get to take home, will have different versions of it throughout the year. Um, they're, they now have their official Florida version because they were using the California one. So everyone come down and get your Florida versions and then keep coming back for more. But the Nautilus, too, is like an amazing thing, which is supposed to be shared by two people, I think. Is it two or is that more than two? It depends on who you're with. It's two or four. Mm, that's true. Um, which looks super cool. And just the fact that they, you know, most bars maybe will have one souvenir cup, but they have all of the, like the rum flight and, you know, even just the hippopotami tie has a little glass mug to take home. And the Polynesian Pearl is the only plastic one, but the drink inside is so good. You have to try it. That's what I had last time. It's got rum chata in it. Mmm, so good. 
Um, and there was people in there last time that had like a whole, they could do, <laughs> make a necklace out of the amount of mugs that they had. So it's, yeah, you have to come down and try a few of them, if not all. And what's cool too is when you get your drink and you want to walk out with your mug, you don't walk out with the dirty sticky mug. You sort of take your receipt and you exchange it for a brand new one in a box. So especially if you want to ship it home, it makes it very easy. But we were just talking about like the uh, uh, Oa, which has, <laughs> I swear we've only had one drink. If you get the uh, Oa, the three pedestals are, are, are all very different, right? And it tells a story and there's the Krakatoa punch. Uh, the mosquito mojito, the, I'm having the Tahitian torch. And so some of the drinks are from Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar out in Disneyland, like Krakatoa Punch, the Aoa, the Hippopoto Mai Tai, and the Shrunken Zombie Head. While there's others that you can only find here, like the Polynesian Pearl, which is served in a pearl. The Nautilus, which is served in a ginormous <laughs> 20,000 leagues under the sea Nautilus. The Castaway Crush, the Tahitian Torch and the oh-so-very-delicious dark and tropical stormy. And don't worry, because there's also no booze brews like Schweitzer Fall, the Skipper Sipper, and the Polynesian, fun, the Polynesian Punch, I swear. I only, we only had sips of a few of these drinks. And the last time we were here, so for example, I ordered one of the drinks. I'm not going to give it away, but in order for you to get to order the drink, you have to sing the song. Yeah. I think someone I was with in California had to do that. And you, I mean, they put you on the spot. You got to do it. So practice your uh, Disney park attractions theme songs and you should be all set. But that's really what makes it fun, right? We talk about experiences and interactive experiences. Like that's what this place is, especially on the inside. Obviously there's also, and I love this man, because there's unique appetizers you're not going to find anywhere else. The Headhunter Sushi Roll, which did not last long for us. Chicken lettuce cups with hoisin ginger sauce, Kahlua pork tacos, which were phenomenal. Maybe my favorite thing here, uh, Hawaiian pokey with sriracha, uh, salmon oshizushi, roasted chicken and pork pate, banh mi sliders, corn battered Portuguese sausages with curry ketchup. How am I still hungry? And the pan fried dumplings with soy sesame sauce. Um, we ordered almost all of those and uh, they didn't last very well, very long because we inhaled them, but I, I want to sort of do a live review, like yeah. we said. But this is the thing, like, especially as a local, that I love being able to do, is just come out here, there's the music, there's the waterfall, and this is a really nice place to either unwind with friends or unwind after a long day at the parks. The, the, the pool and the kids' play area is right there. Like, mm -hmm. this is what sort of a nice resort experience is all about. Yeah, definitely. And you don't have to worry about, like, oh, I don't have reservations somewhere. What are we going to do? I mean, this... These appetizers are dinner and then some. I mean, you're not going to go away hungry. And they're unique things that you can't get, you know, in the rest of the park. So it's a great option. Yeah, and the number of, of dining options here goes so far beyond Ohana and Spirit of Aloha, right? So you have Trader Sam's now. You've got Kona Cafe. But don't forget, too, you have Captain Cook's, which I think is one of the best. And first of all, it's one of the only 24-hour quick service restaurants They've got a lot of specialty items there. We've done a live review with my family back at show 390-something. Uh, flatbreads and salads. There's also Kona Island upstairs has coffee and pastries in the morning. And they have sushi and sashimi at night. So, again, if you don't have a reservation. There's the Barefoot Pool Bar outside um, that has tiki drinks and some really nice views. And, two, there's also the Pineapple and I. This is brand new. 
Obviously, I'm sure you're familiar with the world famous Dole Whip, Dole Whip Soft Serve Treat. Don't laugh at me, woman. Um, but they also have beverages outside, so you don't need to go into the parks anymore. They've got the Dole Whips right here. Yes, and I'm sure there's a few people that are, you know, uh, mourning the loss of the self-serve uh, Dole Whips. Because you could really stick it to the man way back when. You kind of could. I was, no, I was always afraid to do that because with my luck, I would have made a four-foot-tall thing and it would have fallen on the floor. So I'm fine with them making uh, a Dole Whip for me. And they have the little collectible bowls over there, too, now, so it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've created a whole new... Um, genre of collectibles, right? It's now you're collecting mugs, you're collecting cups. Look, we're, we're trying to collect the swizzle sticks, right? Because they used to have them from all, like, I remember as a kid, they used to have them at the Contemporary. They used, to, they used to have, they think they still have them over at Crockett's Tavern in Fort yes. Wilderness, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot that you can find, but Trader Sam's actually has the little swizzle sticks. Yes, they are highly collectible. <laughs> so, You've got, you know, one, two, you've got probably five or six different dining options here. And this is one of the places that even if you're not staying at the Polynesian, that is one of the reasons to come here because you, you don't necessarily even need a reservation. Everything was phenomenal, by the way. We are just uh, discussing how much we enjoyed every little bit. Although somebody ate all my top. I do want that, but I don't want to seem like, no, it's okay. You can take it. We'll be ordering again. Um, but this is one of the resorts that I think makes sense for you to make a special trip out to go. First of all, you need to come and see it and all the changes, as well as make a special special trip out here just for the food. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's on your must-do list at this point because it's, it's a unique place, and I love that they've done that. They've made it a destination within the resort that, you know, everyone's going to want to experience the changes and, you know, the new things that weren't anywhere else. And I think the operative word there, excuse me, is resort. Because I think for a lot of people, they think about Walt Disney World and their hotel is just a place to sleep and shower and then get up, go commando style and get out to the parks. But this is another one of the places that there's so much to do, especially in terms of the amenities and recreation. Like you can maybe hear out in the back, the waterfall, they just redid the entire pool. So you've got um, sort of the, 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 there's a number of different pools, but this is sort of the signature lava pool with the volcano. And the great little Kiki Tiki Splash play area, um, which is sort of like what you see over at uh, the, the Alice in Wonderland play area at um, the Grand Floridian. And it reminds me of the one that I saw out in Alani. The very well-themed. There's all sort of tiki statues. It's a fun splash area. It's not like a pool area where yeah. kids can sort of dive into, but they can still play in the water while you sit by and drink your, drink your tiki 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 rum. Yeah, I mean, we walked by and it, it's well-themed it fits right in it's not like you know too over the top like oh that's the kids area i mean you want to play as an adult because it just looked like fun and it's um it fits right in and you can see the main pool from there it's great i think people also don't realize too that you don't need to be staying here to take advantage of amenities like the marina right where you can take a lot of different watercraft whether it's a pontoon boat or it's a water mouse um take a private cruise on the seven seas lagoon i love taking the water mice out from here or the contemporary and going around the Seven Seas Lagoon and, and uh, getting close to the Magic Kingdom and looking for the old wave machine. Aw, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's always a fun thing. I need to do that, too. I haven't 
ever done that. What? I know. You've never done a cruise? I've went a million years ago, and we used to stay at the vacation villas over, which is now Saratoga Springs, after they leveled it. <laughs> we used to rent a boat over there, like my whole family, and we'd just cruise around there. But yeah, I've never done it on Bay Lake or Seven Seas Lagoon, so. So tell me you've never roasted marshmallows by the campfire here at the Polynesian Beach either. I have not. What? Um, oh, maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> I confuse my s'mores. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I've seen it, but yes, I may, maybe I haven't done it myself. Have you gone fishing? I've not gone fishing. My mom took my youngest to fishing over at Port Orleans, but that's a different show. <laughs> Movie Under the Stars, right by the beach? I've walked with, by that, yes. Oh, my goodness. And the electrical water pageant I have done many times, of course, which is wonderful over here. And I love the Polynesian mm-hmm. beach to sort of sit back and relax and sort of watch those, uh, those shows go, going across the way. And then if you have kids, and I take advantage of this as a local, um, it used to be the Neverland Club for a very short period of time was called Club Disney, which may have confused people because they yeah. thought it was something like, <laughs> and instead it was a kid's area. But if you have kids who are ages 3 to 12 that, and you want to maybe go out and have a romantic dinner or take a specialty cruise or, or do something nice, like come to Trader Sam's as adults, the kids go in there and... What I love about it, Dana, is they're not just sort of thrown in front of a TV or given an Xbox to play. They do crafts. They play games. They do all kinds of activities. They have dinner there. My kids love going to Lilo's Playhouse. Yeah, I've seen them not want to leave when you go to get them. Um, It's great. And it doesn't matter if there's, you know, just them there or if it's a whole, you know, room full of kids. They take care of them and make sure that they're having fun and they're doing activities and well taken care of. It's the same kind of attention and um, activities that they would do if you've ever been on one of the Disney Cruise Line ships in the Oceaneers Club or the Oceaneers Lab. Like, my kids leave with bags of stuff (laughs) they created while they're there, and they ask me, Daddy, why don't we do these crafts at home? And I explain to them that I'm not crafty whatsoever. (laughs) Well, Daddy's very busy. (laughs) (laughs) Five more minutes, kids. Daddy just needs five more minutes. We're uploading things. (laughs) So... We covered a lot, right? Because there actually are a lot of changes that took place. Some, I think, are subtle. You know, if, you're, if you've been coming to the Polynesian for 40-plus years, you'll see changes in the exterior paint colors. You'll see changes in the carpeting. You'll see changes, obviously, in things like the ceremonial house. But if you had to give me, and I'm going to put you on the spot, because <laughs> if we had to sort of maybe do a mini, like, top three reasons or top three things you need to see at the new... Polynesian village, villas, and bungalows. <laughs> Say that five times fast. What do you think they would be? Um, I definitely, you know, you're going to see the lobby when you come in. And whether you love it or you miss the waterfall, you need to experience it and make your own judgment. I don't think you can judge from photos if you haven't been down yet to see it. So um, I think it it's different and it's, it is a great change for the open feel. I love the colors of the lights up there. So I think that's, a, you know, a must-see um, Trader Sam's, of course. It's a great addition. I mean, I could throw all the food things together in one thing because I, I do think you need to experience... There, it's so unique from the rest of um, the resorts. And, of course, if you're staying here, you know, the new pool area is definitely a must experience now that they have a hot tub, too. Um, what else? How many am I up to? I'm mushing things together. <laughs> Walk around. You've clearly heard my top tens before. But <laughs> Walk around and see all the old buildings, you know, find your favorite building and see the little tiki statues throughout. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just love it here. And I think it's a great place to relax and do nothing or 
go exploring and see, you know, what what you want to discover and where you want to stay if you want to stay here. Because, you know, as locals, we don't stay here that often. But it's a great place to just wander around and dream. <laughs> so I think that whether you've stayed here before or you've never stayed here before, I think there are some really compelling <clears throat> excuse me, reasons to stay here. And if it means maybe saving up a little bit more or coming at a different time of year that maybe is more affordable, it's worth staying. Um, the studios are obviously the, the largest ones on property now. I think the bungalows are absolutely breathtaking. Uh, I fell in love when I when I went to visit. They had a tough time. Um, I needed to be tasered before they actually were able to drag me out. But seriously, like, even if you come maybe with another family to, to share it, and not just, I don't mean, I don't mean share the uh, the cost, but to share the experience, right? Because you don't have to worry about going out to a resort to one of the parks. You can just really enjoy the resort. I agree with you. Um, I think the grounds are beautiful. They really did a really nice job. And I know, you know, it's hard sometimes when you come to a resort and there's a construction walls up for an extended period of time. But but this takes time, right? It takes time. It takes patience. It literally cannot happen overnight. But when the walls come down you can see that it was worth it. And even subtle changes that they made to the furniture and the color and the architecture, the resort has a much, much different feel to me than it did before. And I think it also has a, um, I think the lobby is very welcoming, Mm -hmm. right? And the people here are so wonderful. And even just subtle changes to the background music. And, And I hear it more and I hear it in different places. And that really adds to the experience for me as well. Yeah, I mean, growing up, we never stayed here. And so many of my friends have memories of, you know, coming to the Polynesian every year and things like that. And it was just never my thing. I never had any desire to really stay here. But now I definitely do. I think it's a place that appeals to me just for the environment and the atmosphere. And, you know, add to that that they've upgraded, you know, all of the interiors and, and the bedding and the you know, decorations and everything, it really is a welcome change to me as someone that, you know, maybe wouldn't have stayed here before, but now wants to, so. Yeah, I uh, I definitely sense a, um, a weekend research trip in my <laughs> near future just to make sure I fully uh, understand what the experience is like. And like we said before, I think the difficult, and, and it's a good problem to have, right? You're not going to want to leave. Like, you're going to want to stay here. And I think that's really what they tried to capture as well as, you know, we talked about the ambiance, we talked about the, the feel. It very much goes back to what Walt's idealized vision of what a Polynesian resort would be like, right? The Polynesian village, 1971, didn't necessarily capture that. And I think they did a really, a really nice job blending the nostalgia with modern feel and still the comfort level as well. Um, I think it's a resort that uh, we talk about things to do maybe to, instead of going to the parks or if you're trying to, this is a place to uh, to def- definitely just come and wander around too. Yeah, definitely. And I think that they've, you know, maybe unlike when it first opened, they're taking time to honor the history of the Polynesian area and not just, you know, throw a bunch of names on buildings that sound cool but may not be very authentic. And they've taken the time now to um, research over the years and say, oh, this is actually more authentic to the area. And they've kept, you know, arts and artifacts that um, really, you know, like I said, honor the uh, authentic Polynesian area, and it shows. And you know what, too? We didn't even talk about, you know, you can come here at different times of the day or on weekends, and there's always a little 
couple of different surprises, right? They do a traditional torch lighting ceremony. You can come here on weekends and take hula lessons in the lobby. Uh, she's been here, I think, as long as the Polynesian has been around giving free hula lessons to kids and adults. And, you know, we see people just outside enjoying it. Um, I would love to know from you, I'm pointing to you, the listener, um, have you been here yet? Have you seen the updates and changes? Are you maybe inspired to do so? And if you have, what's the one thing that you love the most or, or that you really um, are most excited about? And if it's Trader Sam's, that's okay because there is no wrong answer. I promise we will come back and do a full review of uh, the inside and outside and uh, I see a meet of the month at, in, in my future yeah. out here on the Lanai with some, uh, with some Dole Whips and or appetizers. Uh, and when you're done doing that, please, please do me a favor, unless you're in your car, we'll wait till you get home. Uh, get in front of your computer or get on your mobile device and go to Xanaland.com. <laughs> Xana has been blogging for ever? Uh, uh, slightly less than ever, but yes, uh, since 2009, I guess. I need to so blog like you, more. Yeah, but that, you don't need to blog more. <laughs> Listen, there's awesome stuff there, and you're like the Dooney and Burke queen. Yeah, I haven't updated that in a while either. I need to... Uh, as, you so look over, as you look over to the Dooney and Burke bag, so the, is that your Disney, uh, so the Disney I, Cruise Line? I need line? a Dooney and Burke correspondent. If you need to... Uh, please you need a Dooney and Burke intervention is what you need. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I do love to write about the parks that meant so much to me growing up and still do. So every now and then I get inspired. So And you are Xanaland.com and at Xanaland on the Twitter and the Facebook and the Insta. And yes, all of the above. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. So um, I said we could do this all night, and it's a nice, quiet evening, and I think we just might. So I think we had round one of appetizers. Maybe we just need to order everything else that we've missed. Yes, my drink is now officially empty, so I think we might need to remedy that. Look at you, which you're, uh, listen, you had the, uh, oh wait, yeah, you had the spiky pineapple, which is uh, barbancourt pango rum blended with pineapple salt. We forgot to mention, you can only get this yeah. here. There is no other place on planet Earth you can get this. <laughs> right. because even while inside. Even inside, because even though in Epcot you can get a Dole Whip with a rum float, it's blended into the... Yeah. And that's when it becomes dangerous, kids. But uh, it was really, really good. And it hasn't affected me, I don't think, too much. So it's not that strong. Let's let the listeners decide. Well, we'll see. But <laughs> check my Instagram later. No, just kidding. <laughs> but no, it was really, really good. So yeah. everyone needs to try that. Cool. This is awesome. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me. I always get the uh, very good assignments when you want me to join you on these things. So I appreciate that. <laughs> It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details in what you see, or like this week, in what you hear. If you think you have the answer correct, you can enter our weekly contest for a chance to win a Disney prize pack. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week was all about what you could hear because I gave you a simple quote to identify, and I asked you to tell me who said, think of all the tiny lawsuits. Well, thanks and congratulations to the hundreds of you who entered and got this one correct because you either A, know your Disney history and or B, 
lament the loss of and miss Dr. Nigel Channing from Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Because if you remember, after Quark the dog chases after the snake, well, I'll let them tell you themselves. Mom, just tell Dad to hurry before one of those Disney sweeping people comes through. Okay. Come on, Adam. He's fixed it! See? I told you everything would be fine. <laughs> Selinsky, this had better work, otherwise the Institute will be ruined. Think of all those tiny lawsuits. And so I randomly selected one entry from all the correct entries, and you were playing once again for all six of my virtual audio tours of the park, a copy of my 102 Ways to Save Money for Not Walt Disney World book, and a signed copy of my Walt Disney World trivia book. And last week's winner randomly selected is Kenneth Lawrence. So, Kenneth, congratulations. I'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So I thought I would stay in Epcot Center this week and head on over to Ellen's Energy Adventure, where I'm going to test not just maybe what you see, but what you hear, because it's kind of the same thing. Because this week, I want you to tell me, what's the final Jeopardy category presented to Ellen and Judy in Ellen's Energy Adventure? That's it. Just tell me the final Jeopardy category you have until Sunday, May 3rd, to email your answer to contest at www.radio.com. And this week, I'm going to give you a brand new prize because to celebrate the release of the Tomorrowland audio tour, I'm going to give you not just Tomorrowland, but the entire, all seven audio guides to the Magic Kingdom in one big bundle. So you have until Sunday, May 3rd at 11.59 p.m. to email your answer to contest at www.radio.com. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Don't forget that if you want to help the show and also receive exclusive rewards, including monthly scavenger hunts, access to a private Facebook group, custom Magic Band covers, WW Radio Nation logo gear and backpacks and T-shirts and care packages from Walt Disney World, exclusive live video calls and lots more, you can visit www.radio.com. It's completely optional, but a great way for you to help show your support for WW Radio. And don't forget that a portion of the proceeds of your contributions will go to the Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. I want to thank so many new members of WW Radio Nation, including William Matzner, Nick Young, Ted Radway, Stephanie Phillips, Rob Plays That Game, Bill, Bryce, Melanie Jones, Peter Tadone, Brennan Pardee, Chris Sizemore, Father Christopher, Paul Reddick, Lauren, David, Louis Passauer, and many more. I sincerely appreciate all of your help and support. Again, visit www.radio.com to learn more. Also, don't forget that in addition to the podcast, which you can find and subscribe over on iTunes, please visit www.radio.com. We have a great team of writers who contribute multiple daily blog posts every day, as well as contests, videos, uh, free email newsletter, free mobile app, and also be sure and tune in every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WDW Radio Live. I do a live video broadcast where you can log into the chat room, talk about this week's Walt Disney World news, and then ask me anything in the lightning round. Again, that's 7.30 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday at WDWRadioLive.com. It's just one of the ways that I like to connect with you. If you have a question you want answered on the air, you can email me 
Lou at www.radio.com or call the voicemail 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. And I'll play your comment, your call in from the parks, whatever it might be on the show. You can also connect with me on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest at Lou Mangello, as well as Facebook.com slash Lou Mangello. That's my personal profile. You can follow me there. And also Facebook.com slash WDW Radio is the WDW Radio Facebook page. I do my best to answer every single email and every tweet and every Instagram and every comment I can on all the different platforms. But as much as I love connecting with you online, I am a firm believer that nothing beats a handshake and a hug. And I want to meet you in person. And that's why I do Meets of the Month every month in Walt Disney World. Thanks to everybody who came out to the Tangerine Cafe in Morocco for our pre-Age of Ultron Avengers Shawarma Meet. Had a great time meeting so many of you and connecting faces to the names that I see on Twitter and Facebook and via email. The next Meet of the Month is going to be Saturday, May 16th. And if that date rings a bell in your mind, it should because it is the first of Star Wars weekends over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Ian McDermott is going to be one of the special guests that weekend. And so we'll be meeting over at the Studio Catering Company again from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Anyone and everyone is invited and welcome. You can come by yourself, bring the whole family. There's more information on the events page over at www.radio.com and a link to our Facebook event page where you can RSVP there. You don't need to, but I'd love to know that you're coming. Here's a tentative schedule for upcoming Meets of the Month throughout the summer. June's is most likely going to be on June 14th. Uh, July's is probably going to be on July 19th. That might be some, something a little bit different. And August 30th is most likely going to be our annual meet of the month at a Walt Disney World water park. I don't have a date for September as yet. Again, you can visit the events page at www.radio.com for more information. I also do other meetups and events on the road as I'm speaking at conferences and to businesses at school. I'll be in Fort Worth. Uh, this summer from July 31st through August 2nd, I'll be keynoting at Podcast Movement. Have a couple, have a couple of other dates tentatively scheduled right now. To find out more, visit lumangelo.com. And look, if I can help you build your brand or business or start or grow a podcast and maybe help you turn your passion into your profession the same way that you have helped me do that with mine, I would love to help you or your business any way I can. I do some group coaching as well as one-on-one -on -one mentoring. I love being able to go and speak at conferences or to businesses or at schools and help inspire kids as well. Again, you can find everything over at lumangelo.com. A quick thanks as always to Mouse Fan Travel. They are my recommended travel provider because it's who I've used for almost a decade now. It's not just about getting the best prices. It's not just about the fact that you don't pay any any fee for their services, but it really is about that level of personal attention. They make you feel as though they are planning a vacation with and for you as if you were a member of their own family. Visit them over at mousefantravel.com and go to celebrationspress.com. Find out how you can get a little bit of Disney magic delivered to your door or your digital device every other month with celebrationsmagazine.com. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, you continue to prove that to me week after week in so many different ways, whether it's you nominating and voting WW Radio Best Travel Podcast again this past year. Thank you so very much for that. That, like I said, is by and for and shared with you the emails, the voicemails coming out to the middle month, whatever it might be. But all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Comment over on Facebook. And please go rate and review the show over on iTunes. We have more than 994 reviews currently. Would love to get to 1,000 five-star reviews. 
Want to thank some recent reviewers, including Baldy6060, K Johnson11256. Sounds like a Star Wars reference, like for a stormtrooper. Uh, Facet12 and Prigny. Really appreciate you guys taking the time to go out, rate, and review the show. To find out how you can do it or get a quick link over to iTunes, just visit wdwradio.com slash iTunes. And once again, my sincerest thanks to you for giving me your most valuable commodity, which is your time, and allowing me to share my passion for Disney with you. If there's some way that I can help you and return the favor, please let me know. But in the meantime, right, it's okay to learn from the past and plan for the future, and but live in the present and enjoy every moment and always, always keep moving forward. I hope you have a ridiculously amazing week this week. So until next time, see ya. Hey, Lou, Melissa here. Me and my friend Matt are huge fans of yours. Well, we live in New York and unfortunately can't go to Disney all the time, but we love watching your videos and listening to your podcast. It really just gives us that daily dose of Disney and that sprinkle of pixie dust that we need to keep us going. So thank you for everything you do. You're awesome, and we hope to meet you one day. See you in the box on Wednesday. Hope you have a magical day. Bye-bye. Hey, Lou, it's uh, Chris in West Palm. You know, New York, Chris, uh, next team in the box. You, you guys forgot the Brown Derby Lounge. Um, maybe it's not up there or whatever. It's kind of fairly new. I love going there. Ever since you and, uh, and John from uh, Panda, um, you know, Big Fat Panda, uh, his website and his, his following, uh, did that show. Um, I love it there. Go there every time we get a chance. Um, so that's, that's a fantastic lounge. As long as we're keeping it lounges, because there's other places depending on how you want to do it, you know, drink or eat or both or whatever. Haven't gotten to Meisner yet, but, um, that being said, uh, um, one of these days. Um, but I'm going to be up there, uh, end of May. Hopefully maybe we can hook up. I was going to try and make the end of this month, you know, for, uh, the 25th, uh, before uh, the Avengers are released. And um just not going to be able to make it. But um, I hope you have a good time. I, I wish the best to everybody. Um, another thing I wanted to just touch on real quick is um, you winning the uh, 2014 uh, Travel Podcast. Um, I'm going to use your words. We did it. And I want to put this out there to all the listeners, all the listeners, that we did this. We all did. Everybody. It's, we, this is friends, all of us, we did this. So, uh, and that's what Lou, I think, wants to get out to everybody. Um, just before I go, I just, uh, you know, I just listened to the podcast 402. Um, uh, Jack in New Jersey, I wish the best to you. Uh, God bless my friend. I hope, uh, this summer is, is progressive for you and you have positive things. And maybe I'll see you in September, but God bless you, sir. You take care. Lou, gang, everybody, take care of yourselves. Hi, Lou. It's Jared Andrews Corn from Juneau, Alaska. Hope to hopefully meet up with you guys here this summer when you guys come up on the Walt Disney Cruise, and hopefully look forward to getting getting together with you guys. Thanks for all that you do. Thanks for the podcast. We'll see you soon. Hello, Lou Mangiello. It's Charlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, and I am here to tell you that it is now uh, 34 days until I arrive in Vancouver, Canada, and I'm going to board the Disney Wonder for the WDW Radio Group 
Cruise, which I am so thrilled about, and to see um, everything that you have planned for us is going to be exciting, and our short excursions are going to be phenomenal. I talked to another lady who was up in Alaska a couple years ago, and she said the towns that we're going to be in are just absolutely great. You can walk around and enjoy yourself. So everybody, just pack your layers of clothes, your sunglasses, hats, scarves, and gloves to stay warm. And, of course, there's always those warm hugs from Blue and everybody in our group that we will have such an amazing time. I can't wait for the magical adventure we're going to be on. And I'm I'm almost 15 days away from my Walt Disney World birthday vacation, so that's going to be fun, too. Uh, It's going to be an amazing May and June. Can't wait to see you all. Hugs and love. Stay positive. You've got us.